Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Have you ever wondered how much of an effect diet could have on your health? Well, if you've ever been diagnosed with kidney problems, probably a much greater effect than you ever would have imagined. Today, I'm very happy and excited to be joined by Bala Lang. She is an author, artist, singer, creative cook, and I would like to call her a chef, although she's a little shy about that. And she has recently written a book, Kidney Friendly, A True Success Story. And it's a memoir of food, courage, and hope and how she crafted a wonderful way to coordinate with her husband's nephrologist and her husband to really save and preserve his kidney function as much as possible, for as long as possible. Given the fact that Hawaii has a large number of folks who have kidney problems, this is certainly something that most people will know someone who has a kidney issue and can really learn a lot from what you have to share. So thank you for joining me today, Mala. I really appreciate you sharing your story and your husband, Leonard, who is also here in support about his journey with his kidneys. Thank you, Dr. Kozak, for having me on. This is really big for me. And uh, as you could tell, I'm a little bit shy about it. But uh, about 2012, Len was diagnosed with uh, kidney disease. He inherited it from his mom, polycystic kidney disease. And it is stage four. So uh, prior to that, he was eating a regular American diet. He ate, um, he loved baby back ribs, was his favorite thing a couple times a year. And he loved lamb and chicken and turkey and all those good things, of course, veggies, etc. So we would go out and eat whatever we wanted to. And but then in 20, we had gone to Paris and London for a 20th year anniversary. That was in 2012. And um, so he when we came back and doctor took his his creatinine was slowly rising. It was like a two, two point something. But this time when we came back, it was 3.1. So doctor wasn't, Dr. Ono wasn't thrilled about this one bit. And in Paris, Len enjoyed lamb with uh, burgundy sauce and nice red wine. And outside, we saw the Eiffel Tower and it was all beautiful. But now we came back and there was this shocking diagnosis that just put us in a spin. And so we're sitting there with this diagnosis and doctor said he needed to do a uh, VASCAT because Len, would, Len is going to need to do start dialysis at some point in time. He discussed kidney transplant and um, Len got really upset about it. And he said he's not going to do either one of those two things and that the doctor was not to mention it again. So it was a really tense moment, and I, I had to kind of try to console him and said, well, look, why don't we try vegetarian food? It just came out of nowhere. And um, so the doctor said, well, if you have the discipline to do it, and if you would never try, you would never know. So that's where we were. So there you were enjoying a 20th anniversary. Yes. Enjoying all the wonderful foods that that Paris has to offer, what a beautiful place. And you come back having had this great celebration and all of a sudden creatinine is over three. 
Yes. Now, creatinine is a marker in the blood that normally for most people is somewhere in the range of 0 0.5, 0 0.6 to maybe 1.0, 1.1. And it's a marker in your blood of something that normally gets filtered out of the body. So when the numbers go up, it's a sign the filter isn't working. And in this case, it's the kidneys. So you mentioned stage four. There's different stages of kidney problems. The early stages, you don't even notice, and maybe your creatinine doesn't really change much. But we monitor something called a GFR, or glomerular filtration rate. And that's a level that tells us if you have kidney problems, what stage you're in. Stage five is precursor to dialysis. Stage four is when you start taking a look and saying, do we need to prepare ahead? You mentioned a vascath. Yes. That's a vascular catheter that is used for people who are going to be having dialysis. And sometimes they have a shunt that is placed in their arm to help with the dialysis treatment options. So you come back from this vacation, you meet with your friend, Dr. Ono, your husband's nephrologist, and basically everything changes. Everything changes. It was the most shocking thing. And uh, it was hard to drive home that day because Len was so shook up. And I wasn't driving because I had just suffered a brain injury in April of that year. I was hit by a van crossing the street. So I had just survived that. I was in the hospital and everything. I was learning to kind of, my walking wasn't too good. They had just allowed me to go to Paris because we had this uh, ticket and everything to go. So... I, it was really a terrible, terrible time. But we went to Barnes and Noble. I told him, let's go to Barnes and Noble. They are going to have a book we can buy. Well, there wasn't one. There was a book on meditation. We did buy two books on that, but it really didn't get us very far. And we were looking for someone's story that they could, you know, tell us something if they had an experience. And we didn't find anything. So we went home. So your first inspiration is looking to hear someone else's story. Yes. And boy, in a whole 180 degree moment, we're here listening to your story about yeah. how this, this whole event changed everything that you and your husband do dramatically. Yes. So let's talk about your idea to go in a vegetarian area. So when you spoke with your nephrologist, you were given some recommendations on what types of foods no. would be helpful or no. not at all? No. You were he, told, go discover it. He didn't say anything about food at all. Okay. He, um, I know Dr. Ono promotes like healthy eating, but he didn't tell us what to eat or what not to eat. He just, I remember from nursing school that creatinine is the end product of protein. And in my mind, I thought, okay, we eliminate the protein and see what happens. And so that's the only thing we had to go on. And mm. then the doctor said, he, if you have the discipline, because at that time I thought, why wouldn't we have the discipline if this is what it takes? But two years later, I told Dr. Ono, I understand why you said that, because it's very hard to have the discipline to make these decisions and do them. And so Len said to me, uh, Mala, do you think this will work? Well, what can I say? I said, yes, I, I, I think it was worth a try because, you know, we got to have some kind of hope. We had nothing, and he refuses to do the dialysis and the kidney transplant. So what were some of the foods that initially you knew you had to steer away from? You mentioned some of the proteins and doing more vegetarian-type foods. 
as you looked to make some changes for your husband's diet and presumably your own just to help support him, right. this was something that you kind of had to create on your own. So what are some of the major groups of foods that you found you had to make some substitutions for or maybe avoid? Well, Dr. Kozak, next morning, Len got up and announced that he is going to go vegetarian cold turkey. Wow. There was not going to be any if, buts, and ands about the whole thing. He <laughs> so was a motivated man. He, okay. Well, the alternative was scary. That is what motivated him. And I said, okay, well, I learned to cook vegetarian food from, from my mom because my grandfather was vegetarian and in Guyana. And so... Our side dish would be like shrimp or fish or chicken or lamb, but uh, our main food was uh, Indian, mostly my mom knew to cook Indian food and West Indian food, so I knew to do that. But I started reading about the kidney, and the kidney is very sensitive. Nightshade plants are no good, like potatoes have too much potassium, eggplant you have got to watch tomatoes so I started learning about this and eliminating certain things so we were eating at home three meals a day which I was sort of doing you know and with me not feeling well some days I'm not sure what I was doing it took a number of years to really get sorted out All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, I'm going to continue my discussion with Mala Lang. She has the personal firsthand experience of trying to work on modifications of diet to help support renal function. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about what created the book that I'm looking at in front of me, the inspiration for that, and also some of the ways that she has found recipes that really helped support her husband in his kidney journey And we'll talk more about how he's doing. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Anchor Systems Hawaii. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today I'm talking with Mala Lang. She is an author, artist, singer, and I would like to say creative cook or chef, either either term if you choose. And we are talking today about the book she wrote, Kidney Friendly, A True Success Story, inspired by her husband's own journey with a diagnosis of chronic kidney disease related to polycystic kidney syndrome, or that polycystic kidney disease inherited from his mother, and what happened when you wound up having to make some serious diet changes in order to help preserve your husband's kidney function? So let's, let's fast forward a little bit. Initially, Dr. Ono says, you need to really change your diet. And you say, okay, we're going to do this. And your husband gets on board. And you start to make some significant changes, eating mainly at home, creating the meals yourself coming up with recipes that are unique and interesting that keep him interested in the food, but also help to satisfy your dietary requirements. What did you notice as far as the kidney function is concerned? Well, doctor was going to take the lab work again in three months. And so I we cut out with the kidney because protein, there's garbanzo, there's beans, all of this, there's nuts, they're all protein. So I started balancing out like twice a week, I would cook garbanzo or pinto beans. And I started to create recipes that were simple, because I figured if I 
wasn't doing well at some point in time. I didn't do this all to write a book, actually. I did it so that Len could easily uh, cook these things for himself and didn't have to depend totally on me because he's not a cook of any sort. And he could boil pasta, that's about it, make a salad. So I started creating these recipes and then it's hard to make recipes because you've got to write everything down. And I'm more like a creative, throw things in. And so I started then to balance the meal, we had to balance the meal out. So after the first three months, look, you eat oatmeal for breakfast with some berries. So what do you put between two slices of bread for lunch? What, what do you do? So later on, I started to make grilled veggies. I'd make sauteed garlic with onions and uh, mushrooms. And I would uh, roast um, zucchini and make the sandwich. I grew basil so we can put fresh basil leaves on it, put some slices of cue, and then you have a sandwich. It looked like a good sandwich. It started to taste good. And so Len was so grateful for anything that I could cook. I was, we were cooking rice and well, now not any rice. I studied what rice was about because there are certain things in rice that like, you know, arsenic that we don't know, like Arsenic is in the ground, but if you, and there's natural arsenic, so your body can get rid of it. However, if you, if the ground has been treated by some unnatural arsenic that remains in it, it will be in the rice. So I start studying which has the least arsenic, and I came up with two, uh, from India, basmati rice, and from Thailand. Uh, their rice were studied. And so we buy, and my brother, unfortunately, who passed away, and he has told me about the basmati rice with low glycemic uh, load. So that's the rice that we use. It's in the book. And um, so we're cooking a lot of rice, and I make homemade pita bread. I would make garbanzo curry. And so after three months, the whole thing came down point one. Point one, it came down the creatinine. So I was thrilled about it, but Len was sad about it. He thought it'll be a big miracle cure, but it wasn't. And so the doctor was like a little bit impressed. Well, okay, it came down point one. It could have gone up point one. And so he, it, it was like a little more encouraging for us, you know. So from there, it started to get better. And um, the hardest thing was not being able to go out to eat anymore. That was one of the hardest things. And so, because, you know, we had to call up ahead and see who would adjust the meals. A lot of restaurants back then were not willing to do it. Today, they're better at it. And so, that's how it went. So, you started doing a lot more home cooking. You a said lot. pretty much three meals a day. Yes. You were in charge of what the ingredients were. Yes. And Len's kidneys started to stabilize or go down with that creatinine a little yes. bit. And were there particular times when... Certain numbers go up. One of the things that is classic for kidneys is potassium can go a little too high, and that can be a concern and lead to making some decisions regarding dialysis. How did you handle potassium with, with Len and his kidneys? Well, all along, the potassium was hovering at the normal kind of level at the higher end. But l this is not in the book because this was after the fact. Last year, December, 
Dr. Chow, you know, we had to see him as our regular doctor. He took this lab work and the potassium was 5.5. And he said, oh, I'm not too happy with this. So I said, well, doc, just give us, give me a month. Uh, I'll see what I can do about it. So I started, he suggested don't eat any bananas. Okay, we cut out the bananas. So I started studying the food. I cut back like in, in one week. Uh, if Len had some orange, I would not. He would not have avocado, and if he had avocado, we would not have papaya. And so I start juggling around the food. So at the, before Christmas, he took the lab work, and it was five. It came down to five in a month, and then in February, uh, no May second, we went to see Doctor Ono, and it was four point seven. Wow! For so jug, juggling, juggling around all this food. Changing the diet and changing the foods really seemed to help with yeah. the markers that we look at. And it wasn't just one time. No. It was not just from 5.5 to 5.0. It went down further to 4.7. Yeah. So you're able to see that physical reaction to what he's eating in his diet related yeah. to the markers that we look at from a medical standpoint for dialysis. And then at one time, this is in the book, it's uh, about the um, calcium. The calcium was low and iron and all of that is okay because I mix the different beans and things. But the calcium was low and doctor said, well, maybe we could give him some calcium pills. And I said, doc, well, how about that um, malignant uh, calcification? He said, yes, okay, well, we are not going to do that. Add some uh, that sour yogurt, you know, the one that's plain. So I'd make, I'd cook some uh, compote like veg, uh, fruit, and put it on that, and twice a week he ate it, and in three months it came right up. Honest to God, you, you know, you could just manipulate the body with food. <laughs> well, they do say food is medicine, and that certainly has a lot to do with it. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with Mala Lang, talk a little bit more about the journey that she's been on with her husband and how she really has taken to heart the idea that food can be medication and it can actually be used to help heal the body, particularly when there are some other issues going on with organs as important as the kidneys. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here with Mala Lang, and she is the author of Kidney Friendly, A True Success Story. And so far, we've been talking about the shock of her husband's initial diagnosis of kidney problems and then how serious it got with elevated levels of potassium and with some concerns regarding calcium and how this inspired her to create simple recipes that can help to reduce the body strain of different various elements that might go a little bit too high when somebody has a problem with their filtering system or their kidneys. So we've talked a little bit about some of the different ways that you've used food as ways to reduce potassium, to increase calcium, to keep his iron balanced, and to do all those sorts of things. Now, your background as a nurse, I'm certain, has helped you to be able to take a look at these things and do some of the research. What advice would you give someone who doesn't have that medical background? Learn. 
Go. <laughs> That's a simple answer. Learn how to do it. Yes, because, you know, I thought I knew how to cook and I thought nursing, nursing has helped me to understand all those numbers and things. But I had no idea how troublesome it would be to cook three healthy meals. You know, now it's easy. Actually, I could do it blindfolded. But back then, uh, anybody to give advice, I would say, number one, make the choice decide. Once the decision is made, you will find the way and get find people who are supportive. Some people will not be supportive. They will not be tolerant when you go to a restaurant with them because you take a long time to order and to juggle around what you can eat. And some people will now just forget about it. Don't be too sensitive about any of that. And the main thing I would say is don't give up. Don't give up. Make this decision, eat the last piece of chicken or what have you, etc., and then go for it. If supposing one day you just can't cope with all these green things anymore, then go ahead, have an egg sandwich, but start again tomorrow. Just do not give it up. And if you have a problem and you want to give it up, call me. I won't let you give up. <laughs> well, your husband's a lucky man to have I you. will not let you give up on yourself. You know, my friend is in Canada, and I sent her the information about the book, and she told me she has stage 3 kidney disease from hypertension. So it's a lot of people. You just don't know who it is. So I would say make a choice and be kind to yourself. You know, some days you're going to cry. Some days you're going to be sad. But get up the next day. A lot of prayer, if you pray, I don't know, but I'm not promoting what people should do. I'm telling you what we did. A lot of prayer, don't give up, cry when you need to, get mad, whatever, but just keep going. Keep on going. Now, for people who want to hear more about your story, mm -hmm. where can they get access? I mean, your book really tells a wonderful descriptive story of how important it was for you and even gives the real world examples of what foods you added when there were certain situations that were going on with the different electrolytes and the kidney function and the different times of year and what sort of types of foods are in season, etc. Uh, where can people find more information? You you were inspired to write this wonderful book. Where can they find it? They can find it at Barnes & Noble. They can find it at a lot of small bookstores. I don't know all the names of these bookstores. They could find it on Amazon. And uh, the book has seemed to made its way around the world somehow. But you can call up a bookstore. They're all able to order it. They can. And... I've also been working, trying to work with the Kidney Foundation to get them to, they are on board, they are interested in, they, they have all read the book and they have the nurses and dietitian and the CEO, they're all willing to see what they could do to help other people here with, about this. Well, I, di I didn't want to do this book, Dr. Kozak. Uh, Dr. Ono, uh, is the one who said to me, you need to write a book. Uh, he had asked me a few times, but I didn't want to do it because it's so personal. But I'm glad that I did it. What made you make the decision to share your story? Because I feel, as a nurse, I'm a, I'm a health provider. And I, I'm retired, sure, but I still have that mentality. And I feel that even if it helped one other person, it would have been worth it. 
Now, have you heard from anyone else, any other patients of Dr. Ono or anyone else who struggled with kidney disease if they've had a chance to make some of your recipes and had success on no, their own? No, I haven't because uh, I know that Dr. Ono encourages his patients to eat healthy, but I don't know of any of them. I've, anyone could call me. I, I would talk to anybody. Well, and it's certainly, you know, looking at the different recipes that you have in here, first of all, it made me hungry because <laughs> there was some really good food that you described. And even though it's healthy food and it's supposed to help with either potassium or iron or calcium or phosphorus, it still sounded absolutely delicious. So if you ever open up a restaurant, uh, I'm, I'm showing up there. That well, sounds you like sound a- like my friend Nancy. She said, Mala, you need to do a restaurant. But you know something? Vegan food, this is not... This is not a diet. It's a way of life. It's flexible. It's adjustable. It's, uh, you know, you can make up your mind. You don't like broccoli, then eat cabbage. This is not a diet. It's a way of life. So you, there is a lot of flexibility in it. And um, I, I sure like to, uh, I enjoy cooking and creating. I still am going to continue. I don't know. Len is not going to eat it if it doesn't taste good. Uh, he's your he's the decision point. He's the judge. <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't taste good, you're not going to make more of it. But no. if it tastes good, there you go. Well, you know, I'm more picky than he is. He call, he says I'm picky because I am persnickety eater and he would eat something as it tastes good. And I would say it doesn't. And then I would work on it like my veggie loaf. Everybody loves that veggie loaf. Who's had it? I put herb de Provence, a little bit of lavender coming through. And I'd cook something for you, Dr. Kozak, if you are. All right. That's an offer I heard, and I think everyone else (laughs) did, too. Yes. I'll report back on how that goes. (laughs) Now, how have you been able to keep him motivated? Because as you mentioned, it's sort of it's a lifelong commitment. Yes. He's not suddenly going to have his kidneys remarkably recover to be 100% function, certainly not with polycystic kidney disease. That's sort of a progressive challenge that he has. But, But how have you been able to keep him and yourself motivated through this journey? Well, the alternative, if you think of what that is, dialysis okay. and, and transplant, you, you, it's not a hard decision. It really isn't. It's frightening, actually. I've, se- I've worked with kidney fun- uh, patients like these, and I see how they suffer and how much they go through. And Len was adamant he's not going to do it. And so, um, and then the other thing, Dr. Kozak, we were just starting to travel a bit more, etc. Now it flashed in front of our faces, how are we going to do this? How are you going to enjoy the rest of your life? So it's quality of life. It's Have you found it difficult when you travel or do you just no. find places where you can make food on your own? Oh, I study it all up before we go. And it hasn't been so difficult. Oh, Rome was the best place to eat vegetarian food. You know, they have got the most delicious vegetarian food in Rome. And in Europe, people understand vegetarian food. And so it wasn't difficult at all. And on the ship, we talked about the crystal. They made what led, oh, they spoiled him. He put in his order and they cook it. So today, people are there with it. But it is not vegan. When people say vegan, a lot of things are made with nuts. You would notice in these recipes, I have no nuts in anything hardly because it affects the kidney. So it's really kidney specific is what it is. And you mentioned that it certainly hasn't stopped you from traveling. No. You went on a crystal cruise. You've gone to Rome. Yes. You've continued to travel around. What's next? What's next? 
oh, I have to take up my art again. I am trying to learn piano again. Um, I, I want to improve myself. People have asked me to write another book. Um, friends have said, when's the next book coming out? So it's, it's that kind of. And right now we are um, just, we are going to move to live somewhere else across the street. And uh, so we are in the middle of doing that. But I'm not sure how much I, I have a lot to do. I write poetry, I, you know, so I'll see what's next. I'm not quite sure. And Len's doing well and his kidneys are stable. Len's doing well. The last, di- the last kidney thing was 3.5. It came down 0.1. His function went up to 18. So he's doing great. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you for sharing your expertise with us today on The Body Show. We just heard from Mala Lang, and she is the author of Kidney Friendly, a true success story, a memoir memoir of food, courage, and hope. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. You can also find us on the HPR app. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week when we talk more about ways to stay healthy and keep your whole body well, and maybe even more about how to use food as medicine. All right, we'll see you then every Monday on The Body Show.